Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. The Song of Hiawatha by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Part 10. Hiawatha's Wooing As unto the bow the cord is, so unto the man is woman. Though she bends him, she obeys him. Though she draws him, yet she follows, useless each without the other. Thus the youthful Hiawatha said within himself and pondered, much perplexed by various feelings, listless, longing, hoping, fearing, dreaming still of Minnehaha, of the lovely laughing water in the land of the Dakotas. When a maiden of your people, warning, said the old Nokomis, go not eastward, Go not westward for a stranger whom we know not. Like a fire upon the hearthstone is a neighbor's homely daughter. Like the starlight or the moonlight is the handsomest of strangers. Thus dissuading spake Nokomis. And my Hiawatha answered only this, Dear old Nokomis, Very pleasant is the firelight, But I like the starlight better. Better do I like the moonlight. Gravely then said old Nokomis, Bring not here an idle maiden, bring not here a useless woman, hands unskillful, feet unwilling. Bring a wife with nimble fingers, heart and hand that move together, feet that run on willing errands. Smiling, answered Hiawatha, in the land of the Dakotas lives the arrow-maker's daughter, Minnehaha, laughing water, handsomest of all the women. I will bring her to your wigwam. She shall run upon your errands, be your starlight, moonlight, firelight, be the sunlight of my people. Still dissuading, said Nokomis, Bring not to my lodge a stranger from the land of the Dakotas. Very fierce are the Dakotas, often is there war between us. There are feuds yet unforgotten, wounds that ache and still may open. Laughing, answered Hiawatha, For that reason, if no other. Would I wed the fair Dakota, that our tribes might be united, that old feuds might be forgotten, and old wounds be healed forever? Thus departed Hiawatha to the land of the Dakotas, to the land of handsome women, striding over moor and meadow through interminable forests, through uninterrupted silence. With his moccasins of magic, at each stride a mile he measured, yet the way seemed long before him and his heart outran his footsteps. And he journeyed without resting till he heard the cataract's laughter, heard the falls of Minnehaha calling to him through the silence. Pleasant is the sound, he murmured. Pleasant is the voice that calls me. On the outskirts of the forests, twixt the shadow and the sunshine, herds of fallow deer were feeding. But they saw not Hiawatha. To his bow he whispered, Fail not! To his arrow whispered, Swerve not, sent it singing on its errand to the red heart of the roebuck, threw the deer across his shoulder, and sped forward without pausing. At the doorway of his wigwam sat the ancient arrow-maker, in the land of the Dakotas, making arrow-heads of jasper, arrow-heads of chalcedony. At his side, in all her beauty, sat the lovely Minnehaha, sat his daughter laughing water, plaiting mats of flags and rushes. Of the past the old man's thoughts were, and the maiden's of the future.
He was thinking as he sat there of the days when with such arrows he had struck the deer and bison, on the muscoday the meadow, shot the wild goose flying southward, on the wing the clamorous wawa, thinking of the great war parties, how they came to buy his arrows, could not fight without his arrows. Ah, no more such noble warriors could be found on earth as they were. Now the men were all like women, only used their tongues for weapons. She was thinking of a hunter from another tribe and country, young and tall and very handsome, who one morning in the springtime came to buy her father's arrows, sat and rested in the wigwam, lingered long about the doorway, looking back as he departed. She had heard her father praise him, praise his courage and his wisdom. Would he come again for arrows to the falls of Minnehaha? On the mat her hands lay idle, and her eyes were very dreamy. Through their thoughts they heard a footstep, heard a rustling in the branches, and with glowing cheek and forehead, with the deer upon his shoulders, suddenly from out the woodlands Hiawatha stood before them. Straight the ancient arrow-maker looked up gravely from his labor, laid aside the unfinished arrow, bade him enter at the doorway, saying as he rose to meet him, Hiawatha, you are welcome. At the feet of laughing water Hiawatha laid his burden, threw the red deer from his shoulders, and the maiden looked up at him, looked up from her mat of rushes, said with gentle look and accent, You are welcome, Hiawatha. Very spacious was the wigwam, made of deerskins dressed and whitened, with the gods of the Dakotas drawn and painted on its curtains. And so tall the doorway, hardly Hiawatha stooped to enter, hardly touched his eagle feathers as he entered at the doorway. Then up rose the laughing water from the ground, fair Minnehaha, laid aside her mat unfinished, brought forth food and set before them. Water brought them from the brooklet, gave them food in earthen vessels, gave them drink in bowls of basswood, listened while the guest was speaking, listened while her father answered. But not once her lips she opened, not a single word she uttered. Yes, as in a dream she listened to the words of Hiawatha, as he talked of old Nokomis, who had nursed him in his childhood, as he told of his companions. Chibiabos, the musician, and the very strong man Quasand, and of happiness and plenty in the land of the Ojibwes, in the pleasant land and peaceful. After many years of warfare, many years of strife and bloodshed, there is peace between the Ojibwes and the tribe of the Dakotas, thus continued Hiawatha, and then added, speaking slowly, that this peace may last forever and our hands be clasped more closely, and our hearts be more united. Give me as my wife this maiden, Minnehaha, laughing water, loveliest of Dakota women. And the ancient arrow-maker paused a moment ere he answered, smoked a little while in silence, looked at Hiawatha proudly, fondly looked at laughing water, and made answer very gravely. Yes. If Minnehaha wishes, let your heart speak, Minnehaha. And the lovely laughing water seemed more lovely as she stood there, neither willing nor reluctant, as she went to Hiawatha, softly took the seat beside him while she said, and blushed to say it, I will follow you, my husband. This was Hiawatha's wooing, 
Thus it was he won the daughter of the ancient arrow-maker in the land of the Dakotas. From the wigwam he departed, leading with him laughing water. Hand in hand they went together, through the woodland and the meadow, left the old man standing lonely at the doorway of his wigwam, heard the falls of Minnehaha calling to them from the distance, crying to them from afar off, Fare thee well, O Minnehaha. And the ancient arrow-maker turned again unto his labor, sat down by his sunny doorway, murmuring to himself and saying, Thus it is our daughters leave us, those we love, and those who love us, just when they have learned to help us, when we are old and lean upon them, comes a youth with flaunting feathers, with his flute of reeds a stranger, wanders piping through the village, beckons to the fairest maiden, and she follows where he leads her, leaving all things for the stranger. Pleasant was the journey homeward, through interminable forests, over meadow, over mountain, over river, hill, and hollow. Short, it seemed to Hiawatha, though they journeyed very slowly, though his pace he checked and slackened to the steps of laughing water. Over wide and rushing rivers in his arms he bore the maiden, light he thought her as a feather, as the plume upon his headgear. Cleared the tangled pathway for her, bent aside the swaying branches, made at night a lodge of branches, and a bed with boughs of hemlock, and a fire before the doorway with the dry cones of the pine tree. All the traveling winds went with them, o'er the meadows through the forest. All the stars of night looked at them, watched with sleepless eyes their slumber. From his ambush in the oak tree peeped a squirrel Ajidomo, watched with eager eyes the lovers, and the rabbit, the wabaso, scampered from the path before them, peering, peeping from his burrow, sat erect upon his haunches, watched with curious eyes the lovers. Pleasant was the journey homeward. All the birds sang loud and sweetly songs of happiness and heart's ease, sang the bluebird, the Oaisa. Happy are you, Hiawatha, having such a wife to love you, sang the robin, the Opichi. Happy are you, laughing water, having such a noble husband. From the sky the sun benignant looked upon them through the branches, saying to them, O oh, my children, love is sunshine, hate is shadow. Life is checkered shade and sunshine, rule by love, O Hiawatha. From the sky the moon looked at them, filled the lodge with mystic splendors, whispered to them, O oh, my children, day is restless, night is quiet, man imperious, woman feeble, half is mine, although I follow, rule by patience, laughing water. Thus it was they journeyed homeward. Thus it was that Hiawatha to the lodge of old Nokomis brought the moonlight, starlight, firelight, brought the sunshine of his people, Minnehaha, laughing water, handsomest of all the women in the land of the Dakotas, in the land of handsome women. Tis the gift to be simple, tis the gift to be free, tis the gift to come down where we ought to be. And when we find ourselves in the place just right, t'will be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right.